On this episode of the Autumn Windbags, I, RJ, am actually in Australia getting ready for UFC 284 when Islam Akachev takes on Alexander Volkanovsky. So Soto wrangled up our good friend, dare I say best friend of the podcast, Sanjeet T joined us, or should I say join Soto, to discuss uh, Derek Carr being in New Orleans, the Aaron Rodgers news, is Derek Carr a phony? They hit on all the top stuff. Uh, and we love, we subscribe, rate, and comment on whatever platform you're listening on. All right. Here we go. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into the nightmares. There it is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the silver and black. Here are your windbags, Juan Soto. Yo, what is up, everybody? It's your boy Soda here with the Autumn Windbags, back with another one. And special guest today, Mr. Sanji T. Sanji. What's going on, man? What's going on? Dude, first off, man, dude, appreciate you being here. RJ is all the way on the other side of the freaking world. He can't be bothered right now. Okay. Rory is God knows where. He can't be bothered right now. So I said, you know what? Let me call in the bullpen here. Let me get the closer out. Sanji <laughs> was freaking the man. He, I said, hey. We've been talking for a while, dude. Like, oh yeah, you want to do something? Like, we can hop on and yep. just never crossed wires. And now it's, it's like it's you know, always it's always hard, man, because we all work and we have all kind of on our own schedule. Uh, so it always gets hard to really get together, you know. But I definitely appreciate you having me on, man. I love coming on. Definitely love these type of formats. Uh, it's like the most free way to kind of just speak and talk about whatever it is that we want to talk about, you know. So. It's, yeah. it's what I prefer. For sure, man. It's just, I like having different opinions because RJ and I, like, we already know what um, RJ and I, like, what we agree on, what we don't agree on, stuff yeah. like that. Put my headset on. And it's like, we already know how we're going to fight about things, how we're going to feel about things. It's cool to have someone on here who's a little bit different point of view. Maybe we agree on things, maybe we don't, but whatever just the same shit said a different way. Yep. I'm always I'm always good for that. Yeah. So question of the day. Question of the day here. And it didn't save, so I'm gonna freaking nah, that was last week's question of the day. Question of the day. DC and Nola. Yep. What next? You know, um believe it or not, uh I, I, I've heard that. So, so I don't know if you know this, but yesterday when, uh, before Ian Rappaport reported this, uh, me and Raiders Rain, who is, has a massive Instagram account, uh, we talked about this. I asked him, I said, is it true that Derek Carr is in New Orleans? And he said, yes, it is true. And 20 minutes later, here comes Ian Rappaport with the same report. And we put it out on Twitter before Ian Rappaport had it. And it's crazy because we're at the point where there's, uh, Instagrammers, the Twitter people, the YouTubers that are now getting legit information. You know, Ian Rappaport went on to the Pat McAfee show early this morning, and he made a statement that was completely false. He said Derek Carr is already in New Orleans. He's already there. He's already talking to the team. And that was false because Derek Carr officially landed around 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time right, in New Orleans. And for some reason, Ian Rappaport said it like, four or five hours earlier that he was already there. Um, but yeah, anyways, just wanted to throw that out there. But anyways, uh, 
I think New Orleans is perfect for Derek Carr, but I do think he's going to go and meet with at least one other team. Plus, I wouldn't be surprised if other teams reach out as well, right? Like, you know, if the Jets and the Panthers thought, hey, we'll just wait until this guy becomes a free agent. Well, the fact that now the New Orleans Saints have reached out, now these teams are going to panic a little bit. And they're going to say, well, shit, if, if they're reaching out, we got to reach out too and not let Derek make that decision and not let the Raiders actually trade him, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I use the analogy of like the wedding dances. Like it, it takes that first couple to get on the dance floor. Yep. Then you get the second, then you get the third, then you get everyone else rolling, right? And it, it does make sense. You have the Dennis Allen connection, right? You have um, maybe a familiarity uh, with the type of quarterback he is and how they use Breeze and how they use the weapons and the short passing timing game. That seems to be something that Derek Carr is good at. We have a, ba- a, a good um, target out of the backfield, which is always a good uh, safety blanket for him to have. He, he loves to have that dump off. You know, he loves to have that. Um it makes sense on a lot of levels. And one thing that I haven't really heard out there a lot, I know you've talked about it, but one thing that is, is, and it's like, I don't know when RJ is going to start listening to me. <laughs> like I told him, dude, RJ, why would the Raiders give Derek Carr permission to talk to anybody they want? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Oh. It's like, you, you know, here's how it's going to work. You're going you're gonna to get the people that you want to talk to. You're going to talk about compensation. Then you're going to say, okay, Derek, if you wish, you can talk to this team yeah. and then let them handle it from there. Like the Raiders didn't put this together. They said, okay, you can talk to the Saints, and then now it's up to you guys to make that happen, yeah. right? Yeah. So the reason why this is big, because I don't know that the Raiders would have allowed Derek Carr to talk to the Saints without some sort of framework of compensation, right? And I think even more so, the Saints would want to talk to Derek Carr because they are over the cap right now, and they have to cut and restructure some shit before they even trade for him because they can't trade for him if they can't afford him. Exactly. No, um, you know, there's a, there's a big part of this that people people forget, right? Um, yes, Derek Carr to the Saints makes a lot of sense on a whole lot of levels, but then there is that whole cap part of it, right? Let's be honest, Derek Carr at $40 million is not worth it, right? It's too much money. And I would make the argument, no, you know, besides Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, besides those four quarterbacks, I don't think any quarterback's worth $40 million, right? In my opinion, the average quarterback, and Derek Carr's an average quarterback, there's about 10 of them. Those guys are worth like $25 million, right? Especially when you really look at the importance of the cap space. Now, unfortunately, those guys aren't taking $25 million. They all want to get paid $40, $45, whatever it is, right? That's the market value of, of, of what these guys are going to get paid. Uh, in my opinion, right, like the Eagles as an example, if the Eagles win the Super Bowl this year, is it because of Jalen Hurts or is it based off of the team that they put together, right? I would say it's the team. It's the best team right now in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I would make the argument that in two, three years, whenever Jalen Hurts is ready to get paid, you're better off getting another rookie quarterback and keeping this team together, right? Point in bringing that up is Derek Carr at $40 million is too expensive, right? The Saints don't have that type of money. They're, what is it, $51 million over the cap? Yeah, 51 over, people. Listen to me. 51 over. over. Yep. Yeah. And Derek's, what, another $40 million, right? So, uh, you know, and, and, uh, I guess technically it's $34 million this year, but 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think that makes sense for the Saints. And obviously that's why they have to talk to Derek about it, right? They got to figure out what the contract situation is. Um, and they're going to have to add a lot of void years, a lot of void years. And, you know, I, I've looked at the Saints salary cap, man. It's really, really, really bad. They have it's so rough, many- bro. For years to come, it's rough. Absolutely. But, you know, that that's what happens. You know, people always say the salary cap is fake. It's not fake. The salary cap is the salary cap. You may borrow money from future years. You may, you know, say, I'll take a void year for this guy for three years. If you do that with 15 different players, you're wasting $50 million down the line, right? Mm-hmm. And while other teams have $240 million to operate with, you'll have $185 million. Right. And those teams are going to have the upper hand at that point. So, um, you know, for the Saints, it's interesting. Do you, do you think they go all in with, with Derek? And then from there, like, because with Derek, you're going all in for like the next two to three years. Right. That's the point of bringing Derek Carr in. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah, think? I think that, um, like you said, that's why they wanted to meet with him. I think that it's something it's something that they want to do. And I think they're banking on being able to extend Derek Carr. Um, uh, and, and, and look, if Derek Carr goes in there and starts doing his whole kumbaya freaking story, like, yeah, I really want to start a ministry in a couple of years, like, yo, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know if I want to freaking, you know, handcuff myself for years to come and you're going to retire in a couple of years. Not yeah. saying he is, not saying he is it. But if he's as motivated as he is right now, because look, not bashing the guy, but he's like a sensitive guy, right? And he's maybe a little insecure at times about things. Let's just be honest, Okay. The, the the first time that his job was not completely secure is the first time that he's completely unraveled, okay? Let's just be honest about this whole thing. He wants security. He wants to go to a place where he knows that he's wanted, and I think that New Orleans can give him that. Yep. So yeah. I think what they can do is they can say, look, get you on here. Let's maybe not give you 34 this year. You have 40 million guaranteed for the next two years. Let's make that, 70 million over four years, three chain, you know, four years, something like that. Let's work something out where I can give you more guaranteed money, but no, I just can't give it to you all right now. Yep. Yeah. The Saints are, are an interesting spot. Uh, my hope is that it's not just the Saints that are interested in, in car. My hope is that the Panthers, the Jets call. Uh, my hope is that once Derek's done meeting with the Saints tomorrow or the day after, whenever it is, he's headed to Carolina. He's headed to New York, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the best case scenario for the Raiders. Now, you did say something about how the Raiders should not have allowed Derek to just openly meet with whoever. Um, and that's factually correct, right? If you let Derek Carr go and meet with whatever team it is, he's going to know what his market value is. And he's going to straight up tell Dave Ziegler, cut me. I'm, I'm not waving my no trade clause. Either you cut me because the February 15 deadline doesn't mean a whole lot, right? Um the February 15th deadline just means that he's guaranteed money by a team, right? The Raiders don't have to be that team to guarantee him the money. Like, let's mm-hmm. say March 1st comes around. The Raiders could still trade him to a whole different team, and they will incur that cap hit. All that that February 15th deal does is it makes his contract guaranteed, right? Doesn't mean the Raiders have to pay it to him. The Raiders just can't cut him at that point. But if he comes in and he says, I've already spoken to these eight teams, they're all interested – He's going to tell Dave Ziegler that, cut me. I'm not going to waive my no trade clause. And Ziegler's going to have no choice at that point, right? The way Ziegler's handling this situation is smart and it's well thought out, right? Because there's so many different variables that go into this entire situation. Yeah, there's so many moving parts right now. Basically, you have to control what you can control, which is not much, 
But that's why I kept telling my co-host, like, dude, you can't blanket letting him just talk to whoever you want. Look, can this can, can let's say for example, can the Saints go out and screw you and then stab you in the back? Sure, they can. Yeah. No problem. They 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 can do that, right? But you don't want to set that precedent as a franchise no, to do that to another franchise. No, teams teams will not do that. Pe people don't do that in the league. I know people. You want to use that Josh McDaniels example with the Colts. We've heard the story of why he he backed down off of potentially taking that job, right? We heard the story <laughs> of the owner being at his house, potentially doing some stuff, right? Being, in the being high as fuck, yeah, tearing so, up the bathroom. Exactly. And that story came out, right? Because people were using that story as an example of why the Raiders are going to get screwed over by some team out there, right? Because just because the trade might get finalized in the next couple of days, it doesn't process for a couple of weeks down the line still, right? Yeah, March 3rd, um, I think, is the day. Yeah, they're just agreeing to the trade today. It's, it's mm -hmm. not In that it's yeah. process right away. But people are obviously saying uh, the Raiders could still get screwed over or whatever a team can back down. Teams don't do that, right? It doesn't work like that in the league. You don't, you know, an owner is not going to screw over another owner understanding, you know, you don't want the politics part of it to start up. And then now they're this all, next owner. They're all in the same gang, man. They're all exactly. in the same NFL. Like, it's like, why would you do that to an, a, a fellow gang member? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're all in the same exactly. group. You wouldn't do that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what I keep trying to tell like people. Like, dude, why? Look, I get it. I get it. It's mostly people who are very staunch car backers. Exactly. And I, I understand that you're upset or you're not trying to wrap your head around these things. But it's like, dude, I, I, I hear all of, I don't know how much you hear this, but I hear this all the time where it's like, oh, I would laugh if if Derek Carr screwed over the Raiders. Oh, my God. I'm like, dude, are you are you a Raider fan? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know what it is, is there's a lot of people who are younger. There's a lot of, you know, like you're, you're older. I'm older too, right? I'm, we're both older fans, right? I think there's people on Twitter, especially, you know, younger Raiders fans who have Twitter accounts. They know how social media works, right? They're able to grow their accounts. They know the right things to say. They, they know the tweets to put it out there, how to word it, where they're going to get likes and followers and stuff like that. Um, I think there's a lot of 18, 19, 20, 20, 21 year old kids who aren't really Raider fans. Um, you know, may, maybe they're going to be fans of a different team uh, in a year from now or wherever Derek Carr goes. But I definitely hear what you're saying because I see it as well on social media all the time, right? There are people out there who are not real Raider fans. They're fans of Derek Carr or they're fans of a player. And that doesn't make sense to me, right? We can respect Derek, right? I love Derek Carr, right? 2016. The biggest Derek Carr fan, 2017, 2018, I started to realize what this guy was. And by 2019, I was ready to move on. Same. Just because you're ready to move on, right? Because people call me a hater all the time. Right? I'm me cool. too. <laughs> and uh, every time I comment something positive about Derek Carr, it's like people are like, oh, why are you flip-flopping? Why are you doing this? And people don't, people don't realize, like, you can show someone respect, right? And you can appreciate someone and still criticize them. Right, none of these guys are immune from being criticized. For sure, it's like it's one of those things where I can tell the truth about something or someone or a situation or their play, and and not hold it against them as a person. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't have anything against Derek Carr. I mean, I think he'd be a kick-ass neighbor, dude. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like I, I have nothing against him personally. It's just look, same thing for me. It was the first implosion when you were we were seven and five. And we lost what um, four games in a row or something like yeah. that. We went like one and four. 
Or like we were like six, we were six and five, and we ended it, and we went yeah. one and four. That that was my first. I, I was like, you know what, dude? Look, I I I watched all this stuff uh, on, on the in the in the in seventeen season, and I watched how he was just not playing them all, and like we're talking about him being a great leader, and I'm like, well, where was it when we needed it in seventeen, right? No. Um, you know, it, the, the the tipping point, and I watched I watched actually film on this game. It was the um. Week thirteen matchup against the the Chiefs. We both teams were six and six, and we went zero and four to end of the season, and the Chiefs went four and zero to end the season. Yeah, and that game, I think Amari Cooper got one target Done. the entire game, and I'm like, bro, what is going on here? Like, what are we doing? Um, so at and and. and, and so I, I same here. At the 19th season, that's when I kind of like, you know what, dude, this guy just isn't the guy. You know, yeah. he's he's there's something missing. It's like, there's a quote that I heard. It's like you, you can't escape from who you are. You can just hope to control it, and that's just he is who he is. We are who we are. We have our vices. We have our virtues, right? And we just have to control them to to you know because I mean, if if you're a helper, if you're a very helpful person, it that can be a negative. If you can't say no to people, right? So we have our virtues, we have our vices. Same thing. It's like you got to learn how to control it. And he is who he is, man. That's just that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, I'm glad the Raiders are moving on. I look forward to the future. Um, You know, I don't know if if you're going to talk about this next, but I know there's some quarterback options out there, man, and I'm I'm excited for what's to come. I mean, I don't. uh, Maybe you're reading my mind, but I mean, (laughs) there's a guy floating out there. Maybe who was playing a little golf this weekend. Uh, maybe was uh, maybe liked a little. I think he kind of likes it. Yeah, I think he kind of likes. I mean, th- there are a lot more Raider fans spread out across the country and the world than there are Packer fans. I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, I don't know, man. What do you, what do you think about the whole A Rod thing? Yeah. So uh, first and foremost, the the video at Pebble Beach. Um, I actually reached out to the guy that posted it on Twitter, and he told me it was his cousin. Uh, his name's King Angel uh, on Twitter, at least. And then he told me it was his cousin that was at Pebble Beach. And uh, Aaron Rodgers was walking, and the guy starts yelling Raiders, and this guy turns around and he smiles. Um, you know, I, it, it's crazy to think this, but at some point, a team moves on from their current quarterback, right? It is not crazy. It's, it's a normal thing, right? The Raiders are moving on from Derek Carr. The Patriots moving on from Tom Brady. The Packers are going to move on from Aaron Rodgers. It's just a matter of time. And I think right now is a good time for the Packers to cut ties with Aaron Rodgers. And it's up to Rodgers if he wants to continue to play or if he's ready to retire. Like, don't be surprised if the guy and, – and I don't think he's he's going to retire this year, right, uh, solely because Tom Brady retired. And I think Tom Brady is officially retired. Yeah, I think uh, he's something, gone. Yeah, something tells me the guy's done, right? Um, but Aaron Rodgers may come back for one or two more years, right? And I think he has it in him. You know, people say, oh, he sucked last year. Aaron Rodgers sucked last year. Aaron Rodgers is still a badass quarterback. All right, let's be honest. His team sucked last year. That was the worst team he's had probably over the last 10 years, mm-hmm. right? His weapons were bad. His defense was not as good. Uh, I think it's Joe Barry is the defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Garbage. Absolute garbage. To me, when I look at the Packers, they were not a good team last year. Uh, if you swap, in fact, if you swap Aaron Rodgers for Derek Carr last year, and Aaron Rodgers had Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, he's doing better than the six wins. Guaranteed. Guaranteed oh, yeah. we're at 10, 11, or 12 wins. All right. 
Um, again, if I'm the Raiders and I want to, if I'm Josh McDaniels and I want to be here long term for the Raiders, you got to get a quarterback. You're not going to have success without a quarterback. And this may be McDaniels' last season ever being a head coach if he's not able to get in the playoffs. Yeah, this is like we all know it's quarterback league. You got to have a quarterback, and you can do a whole lot worse than you know a recent back-to-back -back MVP, right? He had a rough he had a rough year this year, but they were getting better towards the end of the year. Exactly. The they, just, they just ran out of time, man. They ran out of time. Yep. That's all it was. Uh, so you look at where we would have been had we had. I mean, look. How do we have a more consistent? Does it have to be Aaron Rodgers? No, but a more consistent quarterback. So I highlight these four games. Arizona, Jacksonville, Lally Rams, and Pittsburgh. We scored six points combined in the second half of those games. Yeah. All right? We didn't move the ball past the 50 against New Orleans, yep. and Carr threw three picks, two in the fourth quarter against the Chargers the first game. Yeah. We're not going to have those implosions with 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 you know yep. with Rodgers, and yep. if he does throw three picks, he's also going to throw three touchdowns. Absolute fact, hundred percent fact. So, I mean, you could tell you could talk all you want about our 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 defense, you know, failing us at the end of these games and not holding on holding on to leads, but it's like when you got a defense who's maybe a little bit lacking talent, right? Sure. And you keep throwing them back on the field because you keep going three and out. Yeah, you're gonna get tired, so you have you're you're less talented, and you're tired. Yeah, you're gonna wear down. If you score, if you score six points in the second half of four NFL football games, the Chiefs score six points. Like you know, arguably they're gonna score six points every drive, right? Because that's the type of offense here. You can't score six, and I know people are gonna say, "Well, the defense left these teams back into the game," but at some point, the offense has to score more than six points. That's one and a half points. Uh, per, per game, right? You're not even scoring one point per quarter. That's ridiculous, right? Um, yeah, there's no excuses for it, man. At the end of the day, you and I agree, and I think you and I are correct, right? Our offense filled us in those games, right? D defense is going to give up points. We don't have $125 million invested in the defense. We have $51 million invested in the defense. Our money was invested in Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Devontae Adams, and Derek Carr. Mm -hmm. Those are the guys that should have led us, not score six points in the second half of four combined games. I'm sure you can uh, – because I, I did the math once, too, for a tweet. It was like 14 points in like six games combined in the second half, right? It, it was ridiculous. Offense has to score points at the end of the day. Um, how many points did the, the Bengals and the Chiefs – average this year it has to have been close to 30 points it was like right? 30 points 30 30 29 30 I mean, points we, a game we, yeah we should have been right there we should have been a top four offense based off the investments we had on the offensive side um quarterback's the most important position at the end of the day right it, it's not it's not your d tackles it's not your linebackers it's not your running back your quarterback is the most important position at the end of the day there's a reason why the playoff teams have the best quarterbacks generally speaking right well, yeah, man. It's and the thing is, is it's how the quarterback protects your team and how Aaron Rodgers understands. Okay, look, he understands the, the, the situation. He understands the the flow of the game. Okay, look, this defense just gave us a stop, and we just went three and out before that. I can't go three and out again. Yep. So we need to get a couple of first downs. Screw the points. We need to get those guys off the field. We need to eat some clock up, and you know that smart 
quarterbacks that know what, what they're doing and who have savvy and who kind of know a better flow of the game know that, hey, scoring points on this drive maybe is not the most important thing. It's yeah. just getting a couple of first downs, moving the ball a little bit, sustain a couple of drives. Don't go for the home run ball because, I mean, look, we, we've seen the tape. People that say that Josh McDaniels has been sabotaging Carr in the second half of these games, I'm like, there are players wide open that if, you know, if Carr would step up and Carr would scan the field and not just docking on his primary, there were players wide open in these schemes. These are things that A-Rod is not going to do. A-Rod is going to find the open guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, it's crazy because, um, you know, people are saying, oh, Josh McDaniels did whatever to Derek Carr. But, I mean, doesn't it? If that was true, wouldn't Josh Daniel say, well, my job's on the line as well? Like, wouldn't that be common sense? That, too, you know, if you're going to be here for the next 10 years, let's just say, right, you have success, why would you lower the value of your quarterback? You could have gotten a first-round pick. Why would you sabotage him, right? Let's just be honest, man. The people that think that don't understand football. Flat out. Let's just be honest, right? They don't, they don't understand it. business. They don't understand how business works. Yeah, it's, it's common sense, right? Regardless of that, right? Um, I think for the Raiders, you got to get your next quarterback. Rather, that's Rodgers. Um, maybe Mark Davis throws some cash towards uh, Tom Brady and brings him back, right? Gives him some of those under the, the payment, <laughs> uh, some payments under the table the way he was with the Aces. Uh, you, you hear about that story? Yeah, man. You got that Vegas money, dude. You got to watch out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, whoever your quarterback is, you got to hit on the quarterback. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. And you know what? I'm fine with taking a rookie, right? Uh, CJ's tryout, Bryce Young. Uh, I don't want Will Levis, but I'll take him as well. Whoever it is, Anthony Richardson, take a rookie. At least we have a little bit of hope for the next two to three years. We have At least we have something to look forward to. Um, you know, I enjoyed watching Jarrett Stidham more than I enjoyed watching the previous five weeks before that. Like, that is how our quarterback play has, has become, right? That's how our offense had became. Right, it was very clear that this this offense is just like you look at the Patriots game. We got lucky against the Patriots. We should have lost that game, right? You look at the previous games before that, even the Seahawks game. Like, I, I believe we're up towards the end of the game, and I, I don't remember on the top of my head, but I believe they had to score two touchdowns to get back into the game, and I believe our offense let them back into the game, right? Three and outs, and then on top of that. We didn't win because Derek Carr took us downfield. We won because Josh Jacobs called game, took it 86 yards to the house. Exactly. Dude, so we went three and out with Derek Carr throwing three-yard three passes in, in incompletion, right? And then we punted, and Max Crosby saved us by making a superhuman play. And, you know, he was getting held, and he freaking – he, he, he fought off the double team in the hold. He went and grabbed Geno Smith, and he threw the ball incomplete. Okay, they have to punt. On a third down, a big play for, for Crosby. And then uh, the first play, freaking uh, Jacobs takes it 86, houses yeah. it. That's the game. And then we're like, oh, yeah, another comeback win for Derek Carr. Like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's it is what it is, man. This. It is what it is. I'm just glad, man. We're moving forward. Uh, next. So let me ask you a question. You know, everyone's saying, um, oh, it takes so long to find a quarterback. You know, chances are we're going to. Go through this cycle of not being able to get a quarterback. Quarterback purgatory is what I hear. Yeah, what do you think, man? What do you think? You think is it is it that hard to find a quarterback in you know? Because I know fifteen years ago it was hard finding a quarterback, 
But I feel like today there's so many different types of quarterbacks that you can get. You know, running quarterbacks weren't a thing, at least the, the way you, you look at guys like Justin Fields. Fields is going to be a really good quarterback next year, right? Lamar Jackson, a lot of success. I feel like in this era of football, there's way more quarterbacks available. Mm-hmm. Do you, I agree. Do you, do you think we're going to find the quarterback like sooner or do you think it's going to take us another 15 years to find the quarterback? I don't think so. And the thing is, is the one thing that we have to focus on right now is a, 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 a older, maybe not so there. Al Davis is not drafting anymore. Yep. Okay. So the last time we had someone of any competence take, use any type of draft capital of ours on a quarterback was when McKenzie drafted, Derek Carr. Yep, yep. Okay, so I don't want to hear that. Oh well, it's so hard. We haven't found. We haven't tried to replace Good Derek point. Carr with anything. We haven't pushed him with anybody. Marcus Mariota came in to be a running quarterback to give us that dynamic. He didn't. He didn't come in to push Derek Carr as a number one quarterback, right? Yeah. I mean, it's almost. It's almost like, like I, I when I did. I did a a, a, a draft like a, a mock draft, and I kind of went in depth on the players. I had us taking Richardson at seven because the three quarterbacks were already taken during that that mock. Yeah, and I said, look, Richardson has the tools and the ability to be a more accurate Cam Newton, yep. or he can be an actual Terrell Pryor. Yep. He could. It, it, who, who, who knows? And who knows if we get if we had a Terrell Pryor on our team now with the way the offenses are, he may have worked out a lot better. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, Terrell Pryor is a bad example. He was, uh, he was not a good passer. No, Terrell Pryor didn't have the technical tools, right? Uh, Anthony Richardson's a good quarterback, legit good quarterback. Uh, I've heard people compare him to Malik Willis, all right? Malik Willis came out last year, but they're mm-hmm. two different quarterbacks. Willis was raw. Willis had to really learn how to read the field. He had to learn to play the quarterback position. Um, Anthony Richardson is not that. Richardson is day one ready. Right, I would say that Richardson's ahead of Justin Fields in his development at so. the moment. Um, I I personally think so. And again, I I would take I would take Richardson before I take um, Will Levis. Right, um, I, I I think Richardson's going to be the real deal. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Some some people don't think Anthony Richardson's worthy of the seventh pick. You know, sometimes people are like, "Oh, we'll take him in the second round." The guy's not going to last to the second round. Right, some team's going to take him. He for sure, I don't think he's going to be there second round. Just because, look, you can do all the mock drafts you want. Sorry, I'm having a little technical difficulty over here. You can do all the mock drafts you want. Just like just like we're hoping for teams to, like, panic on Derek Carr, during draft day, teams are going to panic. And they're going to be like, look, maybe, we, maybe we, we, have a, we have a pick number 35 or so. We don't know if we're, he's going to be there. Let's just jump up. And grab him at twenty-two, right? Let's yep. just jump up and do it because ultimately, what does it matter if he's your guy? It doesn't matter what yep. you gave up to get him, right? And honestly, look, we our our, our first round picks—they they haven't really panned out that well anyway. If we have to flip a couple to get Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. Look, you know that that's a good segue because I'm interested in, in in hearing what you because I have I have an opinion on this. I'm interested if, if we do go after. Aaron Rodgers, what would you feel comfortable as compensation to the Packers to get Aaron Rodgers? So this this is this is a very very difficult part of the Rodgers uh, situation. Um, I personally would not give up multiple first round picks to get Aaron Rodgers. Right? If we're going to give up multiple first round picks, why not jump up into the draft 
and take the next quarterback, the young quarterback. Now, I get it. Aaron Rodgers gives you instant Super Bowl potential, right? If we get Aaron Rodgers, let's say we trade two first-round picks and two second-round picks for Aaron Rodgers, we're instantly in the Super Bowl conversation. We are going to be one of, like, four or five teams ready to compete for a Super Bowl. Uh, plus, then at that point, we're going to start drawing our contracts up uh, short-term but long-term cap hits, right? In my opinion, I would not want to give up that much capital for Aaron Rodgers. If we can somehow get a second-round pick for Derek Carr, I would be comfortable giving up the first-round pick we have this year, right? Because we have to give up the first round. Aaron Rodgers is still a quarterback. Um, I would be comfortable giving up a first-round pick and then potentially that second-round pick, whatever we get for Derek Carr. But if it's past that, it's just not worth it, right? Um, don't get me wrong. If it happens, I'm going to be all in on it, right? But personally, I think long-term is the way to build. There's good quarterbacks out there, right? Like, let's not pretend like we're never going to get another Patrick Mahomes ever again, right? There's going to be good quarterbacks. Or if it's not Patrick Mahomes, maybe it's Joe Burrow, maybe it's Trevor Lawrence. There's good quarterbacks out there to be had. And for me, I feel like our roster is not there today, right, where we're long-term ready to compete, right? I think it makes more sense to keep that number seven overall pick. If Anthony Richardson falls to us, let's take him. Right. Plus the next year we'll have a first round pick. And the year after that we'll have a first round pick. Right. So we're not giving it up for Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Right. What do you think? What do you think uh, it would be worth or, or it would cost? Um, I think if we do a one this year yep. and a could and, and a conditional two, because if Aaron if Aaron Rodgers retires next year, yep. okay, well, that two is gonna become a five. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like we got to protect ourselves a little bit. Absolutely. But if he does come back, you know, we give him a, we give him what we gave uh, for for Devontae, a one and a two. But we're not sure if Rogers is going to play, so we'll give you a one and a two. Because look, he's got a thick ass contract. I know there's some things, some ways that we can maneuver that, but still, it's gonna it's gonna hinder us moving forward. It wasn't the case with Devontae. We can set our own contract with him. So I think that. Um, you know, there's a lot of things, and I, and I think that a lot of the ways that Aaron Rodgers handled his business, and in, in still now, he talked about doing a a, a four day, yeah. what is it, isolation darkness retreat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, look, he's not set on coming back. Yeah. All right, that's fine. Because of that, his value drops a little bit. I'm still going to give you the one respecting his play and his ability, but I got to protect myself with a conditional pick the second year. Yeah, I mean, one of the interesting things is going to be if, you know, Aaron Rodgers could could lower his own value if he wanted to, right? He can make himself more tradable uh, by saying, hey, I'm not playing for the Packers again, right? I, mm -hmm. I think it's time for me to move on. Uh, he, he would just have to come out and say that. The second he says that, what are the Packers going to do, right? He can retire if he wanted to. Um, and, the, and the Packers are going to want to move him to a team. Like, the Jets aren't going to just – reach out to the Packers and say, here's a first-round pick, give us Aaron Rodgers. Because Aaron Rodgers has to agree to pay, playing for the Jets because he can still just retire. Right? Yeah. The Jets would have just wasted a first-round pick. Um, so for me, if I'm a team, if, if I'm Aaron Rodgers and I want to go to a team, you got to really think about it. Like, you know, and obviously I get it from the Packers' perspective. They're going to want a first, a second, a, a third, whatever it is, right? They're going to want as much as they can possibly get. Um, but the Packers also have Jordan Love, and they they got to figure it out, right? Um, at one point, what they got. We have to figure out what they have in him, you know? Yeah, I mean, at one point, they had this this guy named Aaron Rodgers, right? And they didn't know if, if he was the future or not, and they rolled forward with it. And I 
I think I like Jordan Love. I think he's a good quarterback. Obviously, we'll see if he can actually be that that quarterback of the future. Um, I find it hard to believe that he got drafted, what, 20, 2018, I think was the year he got drafted, or was it 2019? 2019, 19. Uh, I find it hard to believe that you kept this guy around for this many years and you don't know if he's the quarterback or not, right? It's tough, man. It's it's a, it's a tough situation because you had that indecision with Aaron Rodgers and you wanted to win right away. And it's like you tried to push and you just you fell short in, in, in the playoffs. And it's like, okay, that's what you were trying to do. But now they're caught in between now. Now they're caught in the middle ground. Yeah. Where what do we do? What, what's the smart thing to do? It's like you gave up all those picks yeah. to get up and get to, and get Jordan Love. Like you got to do something with it. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's a very, very interesting situation for Aaron Rodgers. The Raiders yeah. are in a similar situation with Derek Carr. So we'll see how it moves forward, man. I, I do think within the next in the next week or two, we'll know about Derek Carr. Obviously, the 15th coming around. Even with Rodgers, when does this four-day retreat start? Has it already started? It's, it's, no, he says he's going to start in a, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I do think Aaron Rodgers wants to get into media, right? Like maybe start his own podcast or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. And and this drama of the four days, this and that, it's good for his brand, right? Let's, let's be honest, it's good for the Aaron Rodgers brand. Uh, a connection that a lot of people probably don't know about is uh, Mark Davis went to Chico State. And Aaron Rodgers is from Chico. So I wonder if they've ever spoken to one another. Um, it's kind of something something to kind of think about. Uh, Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. from Chico and Mark Davis went to Chico State. So we'll see. You never know, man. Uh, All right. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the all-knowing and powerful Sanjeet T. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter, at Sanjeet underscore T. Make sure to follow on uh, YouTube. Is the Las Vegas Raiders Network. Yes. Right? So give him a follow, everyone. Thank you very much, Senji, for your time. Much appreciated. All right, guys, we'll be back. Thank you very much, Senji T. Much appreciated, man. Everyone, go give him a follow if you don't already. He's got like freaking four times the followers, ten times the followers that we do. So I don't know. He's he's a good dude. He puts out a lot of good content out there. And he was nice enough to come on and be on the show with him, help host the show. But right now, what we're going to do is... What up, windbags? All right, so it's just me. So, I mean, we're going to take some uh, some uh, comments from you guys. Uh, the Woods of Ingle says, Soto's face when Hill basically confirmed that car is a phony. Priceless laughing face. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of like that thing where your mom tells you something, right? And you're like, whatever. And then someone else tells you something and you're like, Oh, okay. And then, then you believe it. That's kind of the thing. It's like, I kept telling RJ over and over again about car and he's like, eh. And then Adam Hill says pretty much the same thing. And he's like, Oh, okay. He had nothing to say about that. Uh, it's, you know, it is what it is. Um, again, we should be hearing about, uh, about car sooner than later, but don't be surprised if, he doesn't get – we don't get, like, an, a deal agreed to, right, on the 15th because we can't trade him on the 15th anyway. We'd have to wait until the 3rd – excuse me, March 3rd to trade him anyway. Uh, let's see here. Another one is they recruit uh, – London Raider says they recruit better than Alabama. Soto's face, laugh, 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 laugh. So if you guys don't know, our last episode we had Adam Hill on. He's right. He's uh, 
the Nevada State um, Sports Writer of the Year for the Las Vegas Review Journal. He was on as a good friend of the show, and he, we were talking about uh, a gentleman's establishment in Las Vegas called uh, the Ponderosa, I believe it's what it's called. Uh, and um, he said they recruit better than, better than Alabama, so I'm going to have to go check it out. Let's see here. Um, Andrew Evenstar, listening from Barcelona. Let's go Raiders. Kind of glad we're not getting Tom. You know, one of those things is, yeah, it would have been cool to have Tom Brady because of the attention. We're probably going to have a lot of primetime games. Um, you know, he still has some ability. But if you're looking for more of a long-term approach, a longer-term approach, uh, Aaron Rodgers would be, a, I believe, a longer term. Maybe not just one year, but you can get at least two years out of him, maybe even more. But, yeah, man, uh, it's so done and over with. I think he's retired, like Sanjeet said earlier. I think he's done, so we can move on from there. Uh, good friend of the show, Big Bob Rutherford. Bob Rutherford says, Soto, loved your reactions, and I'm right there with you. Raiders, heart, love the Raiders, yes. Um, yeah, man, Adam Hill is a good dude, man. Adam Hill has a lot of insight on things Raiders related because he not only does he cover them, but he talks to a lot of people that cover them. So maybe Hill is a little bit closer to the players and someone else is a little bit more a little closer to the executives he has that open dialogue and he's a really good dude where he's not going to reveal sources so he gets a lot of info that he can't talk about which is why he tells us and then we talk about it but we don't name any names because we just kind of like maybe say it as a part of like a maybe this is happening type of thing but yeah man it's one of those things where the people, if you stay true to people, they stay true to you. We like to give you the best content here. Adam Hill definitely is a great big uh, supporter of the show, and we appreciate him. All right, everyone. It's going to be a short show today. Sanji came on for as long as he could, and I really appreciate his time. Make sure everyone like, comment, and subscribe. We can't do this without you. RJ is gone in Australia, I think. Rory is God knows where. But I'm still here holding it down for you guys. Appreciate you guys. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe. On the bottom corner here, hit that notification button. So whenever we drop something, you'll be the first to know. Be the first to comment. And we can go a little bit back and forth and talk about some stuff. Chop it up. Uh, be on the lookout for some more videos with me because I might go on live a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, man. Until next time, guys. Peace.